Hey everybody, it's Greg Griffin here with the Dream Sports Podcast, where it's more than just playing a game. On this podcast, I sit down with individuals who are making a living in the world of sports. And no, I'm not talking about the star athlete. I'm talking about the non-athlete. On each episode, I'll sit down with a special guest to learn about their journey, their struggles, and their day-to-day operation and what they do. And also, maybe even learn a few things or two. So sit back, relax, and join in the fun on the Dream Sports Podcast, where it's more than just playing a game. I'm here with my good friend Dan Needles, um, the sports director, right? Yes, sir. Um, like, like I was saying before we went on air, we kind of you know go back when I was um, an intern, um, and you were running the the, the dealers, right? Metro Olson. Uh, yep, yep. And I would say like um, I didn't have a beard, and you had more hair. So um, how how you, how things have been? Uh, adapting, changing. Adapting. Okay. Everything <laughs> is always about adapting and changing. A year ago. Um, I wanted to get rid of my hair. I okay. was at the point where I could tell that I was starting to lose it. Okay. And in the television business, if you don't have a toupee or something, yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't want to do that. Okay. And it's it's difficult to get management to get on board with something like that. Mm-hmm. They were great. They said, "Well, let's raise money with it." Yeah. And we ended up uh, when we got to our goal of $10,000 for uh, sports equipment for boys and girls clubs yep. in Milwaukee, then I shaved my head. We ended up with like 17000 Yeah. So, it, so it kudos to you great. for that. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah it was yeah. great. Um, I always, you know, fascinated by individuals like yourself. Like, how did you get to where you are, right? Um, and that's the whole premise of, of this podcast. Um, so my question for you is, like, when did you like, get the itch to figure out this is what you, you know, wanted to do? It was a long process. Um, I grew up in Waukesha. Mm-hmm. Sports nut. Everything was sports. Constantly going through all the football, baseball, basketball cards I'd collect, reading everything sure. on them, reading books, watching whatever I could. Back then there was no cable, so you had mm-hmm. ABC, NBC, CBS. So it was a big deal if a team was on national TV. Okay. And I had to watch everything. Somewhere along the line in high school, I realized I was never going to be a pro athlete. <laughs> Actually, probably grade school. Right, but okay. <laughs> but um, I ended up, I went up to UW Oshkosh, and okay. mostly because some friends of mine were going, and we were all going to play football up there. And mm-hmm. thankfully, I got hurt before it even started because I never would have played. Okay. And I had to focus on what I was going to do. And I didn't even have a major picked out until I was there. Really? I knew I wanted to do something with sports, but I wasn't exactly sure. And they had a great radio, TV, film program. Got into it pretty early on. Uh, there were people like Dennis Krause yep. Uh, yep. and Bob Brainerd who mm-hmm. were there a couple years ahead of me. And they did everything. They were like the giants at the school. And okay. finally, after a couple of years, I really started getting into it. I thought I was going to have a career in radio. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do play-by-play. And Which is hard. Yeah. People don't believe them. It's really hard. Really hard to get in, yeah. too. Okay. And um, w- my last year, I started to do a little more TV. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, it's kind of fun. When I graduated, uh, my first job is in radio, doing play-by-play for high school sports okay. up in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Okay. <laughs> making 450 bucks a month. It was Yay. pretty exciting. <laughs> but it was fantastic sure. learning. And then I went to a radio station in New London where I did play-by-play for high school sports again. And it was there that I um, met a guy who was a TV anchor in Wausau. Mm-hmm. It's a long story, but he told me about an opening they had there. 
I said, what the heck? Why gave not try it? Yeah. It was my college stuff, big afro. Right. Just, Wait, you said you gave him a, a, a tape, right? A tape. Like, okay. <laughs> Physical tape. And ended up getting the job. Okay. Uh, mostly because the general manager of the TV station also went to Oshkosh. And mm. when we were looking at my tape, he walked by and he recognized one of his former coaches that I did a story on. Ah, okay. Everything always ties in like that. There's always something. So I worked in Wausau for a couple of years, two and a half years, then got the job here at Channel 12 in 1990, and I've been okay. here since. So I guess somewhere in college I would say I figured out I wanted to do TV, but I didn't really thought I'd do sure. it. Sure. What, what um, it, from doing TV and then radio, what do you think for, for you is like the, ma the major difference? Because there is a difference, right? For radio... We used to joke about this when I did the D-list. For radio, I'd put in two minutes of prep work to do three <laughs> hours of work. Yeah, For yeah. TV, I'd put in three hours of prep work to do two minutes okay. of work. Um, you don't have to wear makeup and radio, which is great. Uh -huh. uh, don't have to wear a suit dye. Yeah. You can expound on things sure. on radio. And TV, you know, at 6 o'clock, I get two minutes and 15 seconds. At 10 o'clock... I get two minutes at 10.20 and two and a half minutes at 10.50. So you really have to be concise with it. Yeah, I was going to say, you have to get a lot of information in in that short amount of time, right? But you can't um, really get too in-depth on any story when okay. you do that. Okay. And I was going to say, what, what kind of, because you were in before, like, social media, right? Um, but talk about how social media has maybe, like, enhanced or kind of hurt the, the industry a little bit from your experience because, again, it's like two minutes of watching the news. I can get that, you know, by opening my, my iPhone, right? right? That's the constant battle that we have in television right now. Uh -huh. The one advantage we always had was visual over newspapers, over radio. We had both radio and TV have um, the opportunity to, when something breaks, you can get it on, usually radio faster mm -hmm. than television. Um, and newspapers, you had to wait till the next day. But then the web came along, and all of a sudden, newspapers are beating everybody and getting it out there. So TV and radio stations' websites have to adapt. Sure. And it, it, one difficulty with television is um, broadcast restrictions and mm -hmm. rights, and what can we put on the web and what can't we put on the web. To this day, I still don't know. So okay. Some sports we can, some sports we can't. Sometimes mm -hmm. college you can, sometimes pros you can't. Um, Which I've, is strange to me, you know. You'd think you'd want to get it out yeah. there. But, you know, if you go back um, to the beginning, like, of television and sports, it was. I think they realized early on mm -hmm. that sports could be a huge part of television broadcasting. But Major League Baseball teams didn't want any of their home games broadcast because it would keep people from coming to the game. They didn't okay. realize how it would enhance. Yeah, yeah. You know, now every game is broadcast, and the Brewers are going to hit 3 million in attendance. Yeah. The TV's not taking away from no. it. It's adding to it. Yeah, yeah. But it takes a while for the people that are making decisions to understand that. Um, and so it applies that way with the web as well. I do a lot of Twitter. Okay, yeah. Um, I enjoy... So you embrace it, right? Cause I, I some did. People it took me a long time okay. to, because I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> but I, I really enjoy the back and forth, like during a Brewers game. Mm -hmm. You know, something happens, you start chatting with people on Twitter about it. Um, you can be snarky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can be funny. You can be serious. But with only 280 characters, yeah. you can't be, you know, 
Shakespeare. (laughs) But I I think, speaking of social media again, um, Twitter in particular, it allows, I say, an average person like me to interact with what I would consider professional, right? So then if we can kind of go back and forth, it makes, like, the, the the sports world uh, a little closer because mm-hmm. right? I can maybe see you on television like man dang I want to ask him a question but before never had that opportunity um, so I, th- I think it's cool <laughs> and, and I wish it could go a step further where you could actually talk to the athletes and once yeah. in a while yeah. you're able to most of them wisely stay away from that sure. because they're getting ripped for whatever I mean Aaron Rodgers, he just wants to date somebody. Yeah. And every time he has a new girlfriend, it's she's ripped to shreds yeah. by people that have never met her. I'd stay away, too. Yeah. But it's nice to be able to, every once in a while, when an athlete will go on Snapchat or Instagram yeah. or, or whatever and, and do a question and answer. And I, you really get to know them a little better. Mm-hmm. Sometimes on Twitter, you'll see like a tweet from Brett Favre. And you read it, and you know he didn't send it. Somebody yeah. wrote it for him. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's not genuine that yeah. way. Maybe that will develop at some point where people will be a little more civil in their discourse and athletes will feel more comfortable mm-hmm. doing that. I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. What, where do you think um, like the whole sports uh, industry is, is going, um, coming from, you know, you've been in it for you know, a couple years now, from where it was to now where it's current state. What do you think sports is going to go? I don't know. You don't I, know. You know what? And I tell, you know, we have... Uh, a pretty good internship program mm-hmm. and every semester I'm telling them I have no idea what television is going to be like in 10 years sure yeah you know there are markets in this country like um, I think St. Louis Phoenix where they'll have a station at you know one of the major network affiliates that doesn't even have a sports department mm-hmm. and they're a town with professional sports yeah I don't know how that could happen I don't think that'll happen here because there's such a love for the Packers yeah. The Marquette and Wisconsin keep it going. High school sports keep it going. So I think there will always be a need for this type of position. But mm-hmm. when I started here, we got like four and a half minutes for sports. Yeah. Now it's half that. Yeah. And it's done in a different way. Instead of, you know, it was always traditionally a newscast would be news, then go to commercial, yeah. come back with more news, then go to weather, go to commercial, then sports. Yeah, yeah. Now, if there's a big sports event or if there's, um, you know, something that people are talking about mm-hmm. or there's some severe weather, whatever, sports That's the and news lead, yeah. are, are the lead stories. Yeah. So it makes it challenging then to come up with different angles for the same story. Mm-hmm. Let's say Aaron Rodgers signs a contract extension. That'll be lead story in news. So how do you write it differently in sports? Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you try to find different angles of it, but it's not always that easy sure no i i I can imagine because you know even for me to you know reach out to individuals that um are in the world of sports i'm like okay well there's an athletic trainer that's still sports related now i need to find out how can we you know share your testimony your story Um, because a lot of times we are privileged to that we just see you pop up boom now you're on television or radio or whatever it's like well how did you get there right Mm -hmm. (laughs) because there's somebody that's looking and, and watching you on television, like, I want to do that. But I just don't know, like, maybe, like, how. Um, so this kind of way, this is why we do it. <laughs> it's it's really a difficult business to get into. Yeah. But I've always looked at it, and I, I'll tell soon-to-be graduates this. Mm-hmm. I look at it as, as a big pyramid, okay? okay? At the bottom of the pyramid, you have 
thousands of graduates were coming out of college at the same time looking for a finite number of jobs. Mm -hmm. But those jobs start opening up further up the pyramid. So the higher you go to the networks, let's say, or uh -huh. the biggest cities, somebody leaves and somebody in the middle of the period re uh, pyramid replaces them, which opens that job. And then uh, somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. comes from here. And so jobs do start opening up, but you know, outside of my first job, when I got my first job, I'm sending tapes and resumes yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And it just so happened this station needed somebody. It was perfect timing. Mm -hmm. Every job I got after that, there was some connection. Somebody that I knew, I had worked with before, I mm -hmm. went to college with, mm -hmm. whatever. And most of the jobs end up being done that way. It, in, in this business right now, the most qualified person doesn't always get the job. It's pretty rare. Yeah, and yeah. Whether you're, you know, like we never had a female sportscaster at WISN until we st hired Stephanie Sutton in 2003. We had tried yeah. earlier. It didn't work out. But she opened a door that will stay open for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then you're looking at a sports staff. Let's say she leaves. Do you want to go back to having three guys? Yeah. You know, it, so... There have been times where women have lost out on jobs when they were more qualified. Mm -hmm. There are times where they may get the job over somebody more qualified. It's, it's, you never really know. You never know. Uh, um, we had a former news director who, uh, a friend of mine, we had an opening. I, I thought he'd be perfect for the job. That news director just did not like him at all. Okay. Another station ends up hiring him, and he's incredibly popular, and he's yeah, yeah. really good at what he does. It's a matter of what that person that's hiring is looking for and it's you know you're, sometimes you feel like you're you're swimming uphill you know mm. trying to get a job and trying to get in it's so hard yeah but once you get in you improve your craft immediately yeah. and you're making contacts yeah. and it's it's great to see you know i'll, I'll give for an example sophia minert mm -hmm. she was an intern here when she was at marquette and it took her a while to, to get going. And all of a sudden, she got a shot with Fox Sports Wisconsin, and she didn't let it go, and yeah. she's doing fantastic. Um, but it took a while. It's not yeah. like she got that job right out of college. You really have to fight to get that opportunity. Yeah, and, and what I'm hearing you saying is a couple of things, like the, the power of relationship building and networking, right? Um, that's very important, very key. Absolutely. And then being patient. Right, but I still think that in today's world we are so um, microwave. Put us in the microwave. I want it right now, right away, mm -hmm. and, and I'm good at it. I can do it better than than you, who you know worked your way, you know up. Um, I just find it interesting that um, that those two things people really don't understand how to you know foster like relationships over time and not looking to get anything from it. It's just like hey, how, you know, let's keep in touch. Well, it is, it, it is changing in a way that um, when I started here in 1990, I was 27. I was the youngest in the newsroom. Okay. Now, it, it, back then, you, stations really wouldn't hire you unless you proved yourself like at a small market, mm. a medium market, and move up. Now, somebody coming out of college, because of the experience they're getting, yep. um, it's beneficial in many ways mm -hmm. to hire somebody younger now if, if I'm doing the hiring I have a budget yeah I'm thinking who can I get cheap yeah 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 who's gonna work a lot of hours yeah and who's gonna use it as a springboard to something, something else, else. Yeah. Um, 
you know, they get away with not having to pay certain types of benefits anymore through that. You know, there's a give and take with everything that way. But you don't have to wait around and you don't have to pay your dues as much as you did in the past. And with more and more media outlets opening up, it's more and more jobs. So it's not as frustrating. I've seen a lot of really good people, talented people in this business through the years get out of it because they hit that wall and yeah. they just couldn't get beyond it. Um, but others are adapting. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you need to have every skill yeah. when you're coming out. You need to know how to, um, for instance, for television, how to produce a show, Okay. how to report on a story out live or put a story together, mm-hmm. uh, how to anchor the news, how to pick up a camera and shoot, how to edit, Okay. Um, That's how to write for the web, how <laughs> to do podcasts yeah. I mean everything you have to be able to do everything and you don't have to be a master of everything just have, have a little bit yeah, yeah. and um, it's kind of like in pro sports drafting it, it, instead of just drafting somebody who's a great three point shooter but mm-hmm. doesn't play any defense they'll draft somebody who's a little more all around he's got good height mm-hmm. he can learn to shoot the three that's what they're looking for more and more out of college it's like you develop over time yeah. to, to be, you know, um, good at A, B, and C mm-hmm. versus just good at, at A. Yeah. Um, really quick, kind of touch on being in, you know, just spend most of your career, right, in Wisconsin. My whole career. Your whole career. And um, one would think, well, I want to jump to the big markets because, you know, the, the bigger the market, you know, people might think the bigger, the better the sports. But I kind of think on the other side, like, we kind of, having made here, you know, with, with all the sports that we have in, in Wisconsin? I, um, I've lived in Wisconsin my whole life, and my when I gr- was growing up, I watched Channel 12, mm-hmm. and it was mostly because at a certain time, they had sports before weather, Okay. and it came right at dinner time, Okay. and if I'd get to watch sports, then I could run down and eat dinner, sure, and I sure. could yell at <laughs> But, you know, I grew up a huge fan of like Marquette basketball during the Al McGuire yep. era, mm-hmm. uh, Wisconsin football, Packers, Bucks, Brewers. And this was just always the place I wanted to get to. I never, like, set my goals. I want to get to ESPN or yeah, to New York yeah. or Chicago. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Obviously, sure. it's fantastic for some people. I just, with every one of those things, there's always another sign to it. Yeah. You know, the money's better, the pressure's higher, the cost yeah. of living is higher, you're f- away from home. For me, even when I was the lowest man on the totem pole and I'd have to work on Christmas Eve, I get done and I go over to my family and we yeah. do Christmas. Yeah. I don't have to set up a vacation two months in advance and try to get yeah. an airline ticket, you know. So if if Milwaukee didn't have such a, a huge sports mix, I don't know, maybe I would have felt differently, but mm-hmm. it, everything was just perfect. Right yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's See, and I, I like it because, you know, every season... We, you know, there's something for us to watch as fans. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, you may be somewhere else that once um, football season over, you have to, you know, wait until baseball because you may not have a basketball team or so. You know what I'm trying to say? I just find it great that you know Wisconsin has everything. <laughs> well, for instance, a good friend of mine, Andy Kendi, worked here uh-huh. for 10 years as our weekend sports anchor. He's now at our Hearst affiliate, we're owned by the Hearst Corporation mm-hmm. in Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay, he's the main guy there. And he has been now for eight years. In Lincoln, football is king. It is, yep. yep. And actually, I shouldn't say Lincoln. He's in Omaha. But, but it's close enough. Nebraska, 
football is like Packer football here, except mm-hmm. for there is no Brewers and Bucks. Yeah, and okay. You know, <laughs> it's everything Nebraska, you know, University of Nebraska, maybe a little Creighton. Uh-huh. So that's got to be really hard. You know, we, when I was a kid playing sports, I was not, you know, like a lot of kids today are specializing in one sport. Yeah. It was you play football until winter and then you're playing basketball. Yeah. And as soon as it's nice out, you're playing baseball. And, and Wisconsin has that. Every yeah. sport runs into another, and there aren't downtimes. No. And there's always something. There's always a story out there. Yeah. Uh, and and you guys are out there finding the stories, right? <laughs> trying to, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. trying to, yeah. Um, so how? And I always wanted to ask you this: How do you, like? Um, I remember you had the, the the segment where you just remembered like stats upon stats upon Rain stats. Man, yeah. The Rain Man, yeah, yeah. I just find that, you know, fascinating because some of my friends, they may, you know, call me like, hey, Greg, do you, you know, this and all that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. And then they would say, well, how do you retain that, you know, in, in your brain? I'm like, I don't know. I just remember it. But you kind of take it to the next level. <laughs> I have trouble remembering my mother's birthday. <laughs> but I can tell okay. you that Julius Irving averaged 27.3 points per game as a rookie with the Virginia Squires, mm-hmm. and I think he had 1,391 rebounds. These Is are, I see this in my mind from the back of a basketball card from yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. And I retained stuff so much better from the 60s, 70s, and 80s than from the time that I've worked in TV, which makes no sense. I'm scratching my I'm head now. I'm in it. Yeah, yeah. But yet, I'm not absorbing it as much as I did back but then. then. Yeah, yeah. Um, b- before we close really quick um we kind of touched on this earlier but what kind of advice would you give individuals who's looking to um you know create something or or get into um this industry for getting ready for it Mm -hmm. right 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 let your creativity flow uh in these businesses now there is more creativity there is more opinion especially like with talk radio and everything You want to be well-rounded. You want to understand what's going on in the world, not just reading a box score. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ability to be conversational, sure. whether it's writing for a blog or doing radio or television, you have to create your own personality. You cannot copy somebody else. Uh, yeah. Yep. You have to be yourself. Uh, you're a one-person corporation. You have to sell yourself to prospective employers. And the easiest way is by being yourself. Yeah. Somebody's going to like you. Somebody's not going to like you. You have to have thin skin. Yeah. You're going to hear things about, oh, that your hair is ugly or sure. that's a horrible <laughs> outfit. Yeah. Uh, the possibly the most beautiful woman we have in this newsroom, Toya Washington, gets crap from yeah. viewers all the time. So, yeah. Oh, why'd you wear that outfit? Ridiculous okay. things yeah. that yeah. you have to have thin skin about. Okay. Um, but make yourself multidimensional. Okay. Have different skills. This generation has grown up on computers, so you have a huge mm-hmm. advantage over my generation of having all those skills built in from everything that you're doing in everyday life. So use them. Okay. Yeah. Be creative. Show your creativity. That always stands out. When, especially in the television business, when there's a hiring, yeah, I mean, we had an opening three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. We hired Stephen Watson, who was 24 at the time, I think. Okay. We had 150-some applicants for one job from all over the country, people with experience in major markets, ESPN, students just coming out of college. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to stand out 
when you're trying to get that job. Yeah. So have some things that, that may stand out. A little creativity. Don't go over the top. Yeah. But show your ability to be creative, whether it's a good stand-up, a story that you wrote, um, whatever the case may be. Because when people are doing the hiring, they don't have time to spend 20 minutes on each applicant looking through. They're usually doing it during lunch. Sure. <laughs> and Drop spaghetti. Yeah. I can't even say it. Spaghetti sauce. <laughs> they might miss the most yeah. important yeah. thing on your reel. So a lot of luck is involved. Yeah. But be prepared because you're never ready for it. Yeah. It always happens when you are not ready. That's friend, amazing. That's, that's interesting to me. A good friend of mine was... He was an intern here. He started working in Madison, and about 10 years or so ago, the economy went bad. His job was eliminated. Others mm-hmm. were, and he had a tough time getting a job. And he's trying. He's calling. What do I do? Just keep trying. You yeah. just got to keep trying. And all of a sudden, one day, he gets two offers in one day. Uh, one of them would have been nice six months earlier, but he, yeah. it just happens. And so he actually had a choice to make. Usually you don't get a choice. It's you may get an offer for a station in South Dakota. You've never been to South Dakota. Mm-hmm. You know nothing about South Dakota. Do you wait for something better, or do you go make the most of that one? Spend a good six months to a year there, improving your craft, and then make you more valuable. It's a tough, it's a tough call. I mean, we've had interns who were a month away from graduating, and they're offered a job. So what are they supposed to do? Drop out right before they get their degree? Yeah. That's or a tough decision. Yeah. Miss out on a job, and you may not get another offer for a long time. That's yeah. a, it's a personal choice. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's all I call it the, the game of life. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, the game of life. Uh, Dan, I, I, I mean, I, I really appreciate you know you sitting down with me. Oh, this is um, fun. You know, chit chatting a little bit. Um, again, I, I do this so that people can um, you know kind of get educated on different um, aspects of, of sports, um, and then again to, to kind of get to know you know you you know as as, as a person. It's something that's very important if for anybody who wants to get into this business. Um, you know, I have friends that have really nice jobs that pay well, and they hate their job and they mm-hmm. hate going to work. I've never hated going to work. Yeah, this. If you have a passion for something, don't worry about how much it pays. That tends to take care of itself. If your your health is improved oh, by having a job that truth. you love, <laughs> yeah, and you don't feel like you're punching a clock and looking at the clock to see, oh, can I get out of here? Um, I've lasted 31 years in this because I love doing what I'm I'm doing. If I didn't, I would have been gone um, 25 years ago. <laughs> okay, you know? so that. And it's, it's real easy to tell a college student, find your dream. Yeah. You know, not everybody knows what they, their passion is at that time. But in this world, the way things are, you're, you're able to create. There's so many fields that are mm-hmm. going to be open in 10 years that aren't, we aren't even thought yeah. of now. That's you know? true. And so do something you like to do. It, it's beneficial to everybody. Yeah. That's, that's a nice way to end this episode. I, right. I think so. Um, again, thank you very much. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Uh, you've been tuning in to the Dream Sports Podcast, which is more than just playing a game. Thanks very much. My pleasure. Hey, thanks for listening to the Dream Sports Podcast, where it's more than just playing a game. So what do you think? Please go subscribe at iTunes and or SoundCloud. And there you can write a review, rate the show, and let me know your thoughts. Thanks again.